0: Let's talk about Paris-Roubaix. Cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman... Welcome back to another Roadman cycling podcast if you haven't had a chance yet go back and check out that Rory Townsend interview I dropped it day before yesterday brilliant interview Rory's a super nice guy in the break all day in the Worlds for Ireland last Sunday and he opens up about contract difficulties and how this could potentially be the end of a cycling career it's a super episode go back and check it out Today I want to talk about Paris-Roubaix, the hell of the north, and you're probably not used to hearing those words, hell of the north in October, but because we have a rescheduled COVID year, that's the way it is, and honestly I cannot wait, I've been checking the weather forecast all week, and it looks like it's going to be raining, so think Roubaix 1985, it's going to be slip slidey everywhere. The run-up to this event in the mainstream media has been dominated by a little spat between Wout van Aert and the new Prince of Cycling, Remco, Evan Paul. And really the story is, it, I suppose it's germinating from the fact that Wout didn't win the Worlds last Sunday. Like The whole team, front of the Belgian newspaper last week was Wout for all, as in one for all. And he didn't pull it off and they had Jasper Stuyven, Remco Evan Paul and Wout van Aert in the final selection. For me, Remco responded to Eddie Merckx's criticism. Merckx was vocal the week before saying Remco wasn't a team player and for me, he responded to that criticism in... naive and immature way and he rode this crazy tempo on the front which was obviously designed to show he was a team player but it made no sense he pulled off with 20k to go and it didn't make wise use of their numbers and it was a very immature display for me but the stories really kicked off because Remco was on a talk show uh, time cars in extra time cars in Belgium and he was saying that he felt he had the legs to win and it was team tactics that deprived them of it so, Wout is not happy about that. Here's a quote from Wout uh, responding to it in the media today. He said, I expected there would be criticism because we didn't win, but I think it's not wise to add fuel to the fire from winning the team. I uh, think Remko said a lot more during the extra time course than he said than he ever said in our team meetings he was the one who agreed to the tactics who agreed to the selection he's been preaching for weeks about how he's looking forward to it so i think it's a really weird 180 degree turn and i don't think it's wise to show oil on the fire i was heartbroken that i couldn't finish it off i had it been better in the final had, and i had won it would have been fantastic i also saw that everyone was genuinely disappointed it really hasn't been easy for me so this has just been added on top it's just too bad I really think Remco needs to shut the fuck up. He does too much talking for a young lad. Look, he's promising and he's a young lad. But let's not forget, we never hear a squeak out of the two-time Tour de France winner, Tajay Pogacar. He's really, you know, the epitome of what we like to see, that sort of quiet champion but the media love this sort of Remco van der Poel, or Wout van Aert spots especially two Belgians fighting each other so it makes for great drama but yeah Remco just needs to shut the fuck up especially until he starts winning some races at the level that Wout van Aert is winning and he needs to be a bit more respectful I was initially on his side when Eddie Merckx was coming out and criticizing him because I thought that's a little harsh but yeah I've kind of I don't know I'm going off Remco a little bit he seems he is young but he he just seems like he's got it he seems like he could shoot him in the head and all that really happened was he'd make a whistling noise when he was cycling that he wouldn't die he just it's empty in there he's there's no thought from this man from anything that comes out of his mouth uh, i don't want to give him any more air time uh, uh this is not a hard and fast opinion like my hatred for carapaz this could flip next week and i could be remco's number one fan again let's have a chat about the contenders Really difficult to look past Julian Alaphilippe. I know traditionally you would say he needs a burke, he needs some place to attack. And by the way, before I jump onto the contenders, did anyone see that interview of Thomas Vokler, the director of the French team, and Alaphilippe? He said basically Alaphilippe came back to the car wondering if he had to work for Seneschal with 40k to go. And he told him he didn't. And then he said, Should I attack? And he said, You should. And he said, When should I attack? And he said, You should attack with your heart, Lulu. Attack with your heart. Go on instinct. Have you ever heard anything more French in your life? It could have been attack with the baguette, Lulu. Attack with the baguette. But absolutely brilliant. So we can't write off Ala Philippe, you know, two time world champion, only winning the world last week in massive solo fashion. Maybe the Cobbleton-Roubaix, you know, he's not heavy enough to get over them. He hasn't got the bergs for the launch pads, you can say all that. But with the legs he had last week, he's not going to be far from the mix. The two we're really looking at as the pre-rate favourites are Wout van Aert and Matthew van der Poel. I really do think it's hard to look beyond those two. Wout obviously had good legs last week. He was in the final selection he seems to look at Vander when the two of them are there together. They spend a lot of time looking at each other, and maybe that presents the opportunity for what I would call the second tier of rider. Now, I'm really gonna put the inverted commas on second tier of rider because these are the top tier of riders in the world. I'm talking about people like Peter Sagan, 2008 winner, fourth place last weekend, Jasper Stuyven, Dylan Bobbarel, second last week, Greg Van Avermaet, Philip Gilbert, riders like this. They could potentially benefit from this looking at each other of Van der Poel and Wout van Aert. And that's where I see the opportunity. It's going to be slippy. It's going to be slidey. We know MVP and Wout have super cyclocross skills. You can throw in Jasper Stuyven into that. Sorry, not Jasper Stuyven, uh Stebar into that mad cyclocross skills. Yeah. Uh, pool of riders as well and he was close in the selection as well on the world's last weekend so we know he has form so we might see these cyclocross riders coming to the forefront whatever way it breaks don't miss sunday Party roubaix is my absolute favorite one day race of the year so be sure to check it out and yeah it's Literally, it's get out, get your ride done, and it's a full day on the couch, because from when they start hitting the cobbles, it counts down until Carrefour de Labra, and that's just mental. I had the pleasure of going over a few years ago for the Tour de France stage uh, that John Degencobb won on the cobbles, and it's just it's unbelievable. It's a theatre of sport. The way the trenches taper down, the fans just get to sit in the trenches all day, drinking beers. It builds to a crescendo. When the riders come past, it just erupts into a cauldron of noise, flare smoke, alcohol. It's chaos and it's absolutely brilliant. Roadmen, that's it for me today. I will chat to you again on Monday where we're going to unpack Paris-Roubaix. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Anthony again. Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is gonna be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.